Thank you for joining us today at LifePoint Church. We believe Sundays are an opportunity to know God. For more information, including locations, service times, and small groups, please visit our website at lifepointchurch.tv. Let's jump into the message. What's up, LifePoint Church? How y'all doing today? Come on now. Aren't you glad you came to church? Aren't you glad we're eating again, everybody? Praise the Lord. So good to see all of you. And welcome to LifePoint Church. Hey, especially if you're brand new with us, we want to welcome our guest, LifePoint. Say what's up to our guests one more time. Come on now. If you're new, if you're new, I want to introduce myself. My name is Mike Burnett. My wife Stephanie and I are honored to serve as pastors here along with our whole team. And we've got some great and exciting news for you today. But uh, first, I wanna say hello to everybody joining us through our online stream. We've got folks around the world that watch every week, and we are so grateful for you, as well as everybody joining us at our Austin P. State University campus. By the way, I'm asking again and again, at our Rossview campus, we are asking 500 of you to give up your seat at our Rossview Road location, or if you're at home and you're watching online in town, we wanna ask you to get out of your living room, get fully dressed and brush your teeth, and come join us at, you know, online campus Sundays, you don't really, whatever, put stuff. But hey, join us at our Austin P. State University campus. We are excited to grow that campus to 500 plus and multiple services as well, so we wanna build that campus out. And we're looking forward to uh, building our new location at our tiny town road. I just wanna let you guys know that we got, we applied for and are waiting on final approval of our last permit before we break ground. I know you're probably tired of me saying, we're almost there, we're almost there. It's out of my hands, everybody. I'm just trying to, don't kill the messenger. I'm just the reporter, okay? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anybody work for codes and permits office here? We will pray a special blessing on your life. Hey, we're very close. No, seriously, we've gotten approval on every permit we needed, and now we've got our general contractor's permit. We're very excited to, uh, to get started there. Hey, for the last couple Sundays, and today's gonna be the last Sunday that I mention this uh, as we finish out January, but I have said every week, I feel like the Lord uh, gave a word for our church for this year, and I wanna put it in front of you one more time, Luke chapter six, verse 46 and seven, Jesus asking this very difficult question of his disciples. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? He says, anyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what that person is like. I've asked you about this text every single week this year so far because I really believe this is a word from the Lord for us in 2024. And I want everybody, I wanna invite you in to, to really evaluate every part of your life. Take a long look and evaluate your walk and devotion to Jesus and specifically hear his words from this text. Why do we call him Lord, Lord, yes, Lord Jesus, but not do? Notice he doesn't say not believe what I say or just hear what I say but it's doing what he calls us to do. He said, you come to me, you hear from me, and you do them. The person who does those three things is a person who builds their house like a, builds their life like building a house on a rock, and when the storms of life hit, the house survives. He said, the person who comes to me and hears my words and doesn't do them still builds a house, but it's like a house built on sand, and when the storms of life or pressures of the world hit, the house will fall. I wanna challenge us, LifePoint Church, to hear this as a word from God for our church, for this year. I don't know if you know this or not, but by this point in the year, most people have abandoned their New Year's resolutions. By the end of January, beginning of February, gyms go back to normal, diets go back to terrible, 
They actually estimate that if you can do something for 21 days in a row, you can, you can establish a new habit. So one of the reasons we established this 21 days of fasting with prayer, because we wanna help establish new rhythms of prayer and devotion. Well, every week we've been sharing this passage with you, hoping that it would become part of the new rhythm of your life. So I believe we're called to follow Jesus fully. In fact, the call of God on every human on the planet is to follow Christ. Jesus rarely, if ever, asked someone to believe in him only. He invited people to follow him. Follow me, follow me, follow me. You see that language in the gospels over and over and over again. And the following Christ doesn't have an end state. It doesn't tell us where we're going. It's, it's just, man, my life belongs to the Lord. And how many of you know when you follow Jesus, he'll tweak and correct and empower and equip. He'll do some things in your life as you're following him. Why do we call him Lord, Lord, not follow him and do what he says? So I wanna ask you, if Jesus is Lord, Lord of your life, then let him speak into every part of your life. Let him have your private life. Let him have your public life, your family life, your single life, your sex life, your working life, your, your spending life, your habits with your calendar and your gifts and talents. Let the Lord be Lord, Lord of every area of your life. This year is the year to make that right. Can I hear an amen from somebody today? Well, hey, speaking of lordship, we've got a lot to celebrate today. How many of you love that song, Look What the Lord Has Done This Morning? How many of y'all remember the old school, Look What the Lord, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's right, that face over there, that's what I'm talking about, the Lord has done. You gotta clap on the offbeat, and the white people still mess it up. <laughs> he touched my body, he healed my mind. Come on, he saved me. Just on time, or whatever, I don't remember. Anyway, (laughs) we got a lot to celebrate today. We're gonna celebrate our annual report, but before we get there, I wanna thank you as well for being a generous church. Uh, Many of you committed to go through our Next Steps class as the next step into the vision of our church, and as you go through that, you're gonna hear our mission, our vision, our values, how we do things here, and also you're gonna hear our beliefs and position about giving to God and giving specifically tithing through our local church. God's word teaches us that believers are to financially give with glad and cheerful hearts. I just wanna tell you, I don't want anybody giving here because they feel obligated, they feel guilty, or they feel coerced. We believe in glad and cheerful giving. God loves a cheerful giver. We also teach that tithing, our first 10% of our income, is a big step of obedience for the believer. We like to say the plan of God is the people of God provide for the house of God. This is God's plan that we are participating in the advancement of the mission of God and the ministry of our church. And we do that through tithing, bringing a tithe, and we do it as a cheerful gift unto the Lord. Jesus, in Luke chapter 11, was teaching hard to the Pharisees and the teachers of the laws. Now, these were the guys who were always trying to trap Jesus, always questioning what he said, always questioning how he behaved with his disciples, ultimately the guys that pushed for his crucifixion. Well, in Luke 11, they're pressing on him about some issues, and then he he uses tithing as an opportunity to teach. He, he talks about their tithing patterns and then an opportunity to teach on them just being kind and good and godly people. He challenged them about tithing. He says, you guys faithfully tithe. This is Luke eleven forty two. 42. You faithfully tithe on everything you get, including all your spices, down to the grain. You tithe faithfully to the Lord. But he says, you avoid the bigger issues of justice, mercy, compassion, and just loving God. Then he goes on to say, do both. Some people argue tithing is not a New Testament thing. Jesus never talked about tithing. Clearly he does it right here. He also, uh, we see this in Matthew chapter 19. He says, you should tithe and also not be a jerk. 
and also be compassionate. He actually says you should tithe and do works of justice and mercy and loving God. Do both. Don't just be faithful in tithing, but neglect your neighbor who has a need or neglect the person who's starving or the person who needs a cup of cold water. Jesus says do both. That being said, I wanna let you know that you guys have done both and you've shown yourself generous again this year. At the end of the last week, we finished our 21 days of fasting and of course we partnered with Convoy of Hope for our clean water initiative and I wanna tell you in addition to tithes, you guys gave $79,700 to clean water initiative and I just wanna say thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm proud of you, church, and that being said, listen, that's being faithful to both. We're tithing and giving to compassion, to acts of mercy, and, and giving like Jesus taught us to give. Not just tithing, but above our tithe to clean water. And listen, if you've not given to our clean water initiative, you still can on our giving page. You can designate on the envelope to our clean water initiative. I would love to see everybody in our church participate in this offering before we send that check on as well. All right, everybody, today we are in our final week of our I Love My Church series. How many of you enjoyed this series? You've been challenged. Wasn't Brad Rosenberg fantastic last week, everybody? Man, I'm closing out this series with a talk called I Love What God Is Doing In His Church. Can I hear an amen, everybody? I just wanna take a few minutes. I'm gonna get a little celebratory. I probably need an organ player up here, but I'm gonna contain myself. I just want us to celebrate the amazing things God has done. How many of you have something good to say about what the Lord has done in your life? Hello, everybody. How about the rest of you just sitting there staring at me? How about you got breath in your lungs? You are above ground, not below ground. You woke up with purpose and destiny on your life today. Can I hear an amen? What an amazing year. How many of you know the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad about it. You've got a reason to shout because you can shout. I don't care how good or bad the breath is in your mouth. You got breath in your lungs. You got something to celebrate today, everybody. Can I hear an amen? That's two bad breath jokes today. That's going great. Listen, I wanna take a moment to celebrate today the hand of God on our church. I love what God's doing and I wanna look forward together to some things that are ahead of us, uh, that are ahead of us. I want us to celebrate, uh, today is a day of celebrating our future together. How many of you remember that, that old worship song, Look What the Lord Has Done? Well, we, we sang a version of that in our worship set today, but rather than sing again, I want us to celebrate together. As a theme for the message today, I looked at Revelation chapter 12, Jesus is writing through John the Apostle to the churches and specifically he's talking about how to overcome the attack of the devil, the attack of the enemy in your life and how to be an overcomer in your life anyway. And Jesus says it like this, they have conquered him, talking about the devil, by two things, by the blood of the lamb. How many of you know, first of all, the fact that Jesus died and raised from the dead, we have victory over sin and over the devil every day of our lives. We conquer the devil because Jesus conquered it all. Can I hear an amen, everybody? And he says, we conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Some of us, man, we live in a world that's so anxious and depressed and high stress. Some of us would fight stress and anxiety if we'd start praising Jesus more, if we would just start telling the good things that God is doing in our lives. We overcome the power of darkness by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the word of our testimony and what God has done in us. Can I hear an amen, everybody? By the way, I'm excited. I told you at the beginning of the series, we have these stickers available for you now. If you're a good driver, we'd love for you to put one of these on your car. In fact, I wanna invite all of you to do it and become a good driver. Um, also, if you're one of our sheriff's deputies that serves here, we'd love for you to put these on your car so we know it's cops to pray for as we pass you. Anyway, <laughs> I think that'd be so fun. If 
you're one of our police officers. Um, hey, we conquer the devil. We overcome the pressure and the stress of the enemy by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the word of our testimony. So today's gonna feel like a bit of a testimony service. But I want you to remember the devil's a loser, God is a winner, and you're part of the winning team. Let me just share a couple thoughts here. First of all, I want us to remember theologically, God is always up to something good. Did you know God's never doing bad stuff? He's never sitting in heaven going, how can I ruin that guy's life this week? We, we have a real devil, we have a real enemy, we have flesh, we got people making stupid choices, but God is never the one that's sitting there plotting your demise and your destruction. God is good. He is a good God. He's a good, good father. He's always doing good for you. He loves you. He's for you. He delights in blessing you as his people and his church. Somebody needs to hear this. God never has bad things planned for you. Others may do bad. The enemy's real. Your flesh is real. People do bad things. But God wants to do good for your life. He's so good, he can even take what's painful and what's hard and what's bad and turn it to your good. That's how good our God is. And part of how God does great things is that he's working for our good and he's doing good through his church. How many of you believe this statement? That the local church is the hope of the world. We're gonna see that today. There's a passage of scripture in the book of Hebrews that says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you know God never wakes up surprised? Did you know God never hits a new day going, how'd that happen? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His character never changes. His, work, his ethic never changes. He's always good. He's always a loving father. He's always Jehovah God, your healer, your, your savior, your redeemer, your forgiver, your, your sanctifier. God is the same. Malachi chapter three, God says through the prophet Malachi, I am the Lord and I do not change. Isn't it great that we serve a steady, good God? But what I love to see about God is even though he doesn't change, that doesn't mean he doesn't change us. That doesn't mean God's not changing our church. Can I hear an amen, everybody? Did you know our church is changing? We're adding new locations. We're building a new building. We're adding new staff. We're having babies. Like, I mean, our church is changing all the time. I like to say the God who never changes is always up to something new. It's one of the most exciting things about being a part of the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. We serve a God who's constant doing work that isn't. Man, I don't know about you, but old is like, like repeating the same thing all the time just bores me to death. I'm like, Lord, what else you wanna do? I love the fact that we serve a God who's consistent, who's consistently doing new things with us. I'm way more excited than you. That's fine, I'm gonna amen myself. Willie, help a brother out over there. I thank you very much. Is there anybody in church that has some great news of what our good God has done in your life this past year? Can somebody testify that God's done some new things in your life? Maybe he's restored a relationship. Maybe God's brought some healing in your life. Maybe the Lord's brought some breakthrough on some things that you've been praying about. How about doing these 21 days of fasting? Come on, everybody. I've, I've talked to so many people. It's the first time they've ever done a fast like this. That's a new thing God's taught you and done in your life. By the way, I've, I've loved our times of prayer every day during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, every day from noon to 1245 at our Rossview campus, we've had prayer. Well, we're taking a, a, a cue from that, and we're actually all the rest of this year, every Wednesday from 12 to 1245 at our Rossview campus, and then Pastor Jordan and Aaron are gonna lead a prayer downtown near Austin P. We're gonna have a 45 minutes of prayer every Wednesday. It's called our midweek prayer time, and I wanna invite everybody in our church, put that on your calendar, put it on your calendar to alert you five minutes before or whatever, every Wednesday from 12 to 1245. Take some time. Pray for your city, pray for your church, pray for the leaders of our town, and join us physically if you can.
We're gonna have midweek prayer, everybody, because God's doing a new thing in our church. Come on. All right, today's about celebrating the good that God's done in our church. I'm telling you, I love our church. I love you. I love what God's done with us, in us, and through us. And this year is a, a, a year of records for every category in our church. Everything's up and to the right. I'm excited to report. Today may feel like a lot of numbers and statistics. And a lot of, sometimes in the church world, people go, well, you know, that church is only about numbers. Of course we're about numbers because numbers are human beings and people matter to God. Every number's a person, every person matters, right? And so, yes, we're gonna share some stats because we believe every number matters because every number's a life change. But once a year, we share our annual report because we want you to see what God's doing. So we share a bunch of numbers, money, and stats on growth because we measure the things that I believe uh, matter to God. How many of you know God measures what matters to him? God measures what matters to him. Go read through the Bible. There's measurements all over the Bible. God counts what counts. Y'all hearing what I'm saying, everybody? Let me just teach you this from the scripture real quick. Think about everything God, every time God did something amazing, he did it in people and then he counted it. Like even creation, God created two people at first. He counted a man and a woman, right? And then he counted it off in six stages of creation, six days or epochs or stages of creation. The, even the creation account was a measured thing because it mattered. Going through the scripture, you see God knew how many Israelites were in captivity because every single one of them mattered to God. He knew how many nations would be fighting against Israel because every nation mattered to God. God built the universe, the Bible even says, that the entirety of the universe can be measured on the span of his own hand, even the size of the universe is measured to God because it matters to him. God called for a census in the book of Numbers because all the people mattered. The numbers mattered so much, God gave us a book called Numbers. <laughs> all the CPAs and math nerds in the room are like, wow, that's really amazing. I never thought about that before. <laughs> Jesus didn't just feed a random crowd. He fed how many? 5,000 plus women and children. God not only numbered the crowd, he numbered the resources. He counted how much ministry supply. He found a boy, one boy, with two fish and five pieces of bread. God even counted how much money was in the offering. Two fish and five pieces of bread. Okay, anyway, you're tracking. It matters. Why? Because God counts what matters. He measures what matters. Jesus didn't just preach to unnamed masses, he preached to thousands. He healed many, he healed one at a time, three at a time, 12 at a time disciples. He knew them by name because every name matters to God. Peter, when he preached in Acts chapter two, the Bible records the numbers. 3,000 were saved that day because God measures what matters. Did you know the Bible even says God knows how many hairs are left on your head? I mean, how crazy is it? God cares so much about you. He knows how many hairs you got on your head. I'm telling you, God is doing great things. He's up to something good. And because every person matters to God, every person is a number. Those numbers and those people matter to us. Can I hear an amen? So let me just tell you the good news. God's doing great things here. You need to know this. All of you uh, should have, there are copies of the annual report in many of the seatbacks in front of you. It's also gonna be available digitally here in just a moment. If you'd like a physical copy, uh, I think our ushers can stand up and pop around and hand them to you here in just a moment. 
But I want you to understand God's doing some great things and we're gonna walk through this together. I wanna thank our team for putting together our annual report, all of our staff that brought in their reports, our finance team that gave the finance report, and then Shelby and her team who put the actual document together, Lindsay. Can we just thank our team for putting this together for you guys? Thank you guys. So before I walk us through our annual report, and if this is your first time, you're a guest with us, you're like, what kind of day did I come to a business meeting? It's not a business meeting, this is a report of all the good things God has done, and we want you to see behind the curtain. We don't have secrets here, so we're thankful that you're here, just hang tight. Before I walk us through our annual report, I don't wanna just celebrate what God's doing in our church, I wanna celebrate with you what God's doing in our city. More than what God's doing at LifePoint, I want you to understand we are part of the bigger church of Jesus Christ in Clarksville. Let me be very clear. There are a bunch of pastors in this city and we're all friends. We are great friends. We talk a lot. We text every Sunday. We pray for each other. We reach out. We are not competing with other churches. Can I say it very clearly? We are not competing with other churches, but we are working together to complete the Great Commission in our city. I am so thankful to God for all the pastors in this town and all the churches in this city. In fact, just this week, you guys gave a lot of money for disaster relief uh, back in December and January for the tornado, and we get to write a $20,000 check to Walnut Grove Missionary Baptist Church. They had a massive loss, and they just lost their HVAC and heating unit 10 days ago, uh, because of the storm, it finally went out on them and they're freezing in their church. So you guys got to pay and build, get them a brand new HVAC unit. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your generosity. That check will go to them this week so they can get back in there and be all toasty warm again while they worship Jesus. Come on. Let me, let me tell you what God's doing in some of the churches in our city. I called a bunch of my pastor friends. I said, hey, can you share with me what God's doing in your church? Check this out, First Baptist Church downtown. I love their building, love their pastor, Ronnie Ray's. They're doing some great things. That's over 200-year-old church planted out of Spring Creek Baptist Church on Trenton Road. That church had stalled for a season and had some leadership shifts and change, and they had just kind of gotten stuck for a while, and we kept praying and serving and helping them. This last year, they had 83 people baptized, 169 new members to their church. They had 20% giving growth, and they paid off all lasting debt. They have a goal this year of 5,000 gospel conversations in Clarksville, Tennessee. Living Hope Baptist Church, Pastor Derek's one of my favorite dudes in the world. He and Crystal and Stephanie are such good friends. They had this amazing at Living Hope. Man, God is on the move. 116 people got baptized. They grew 25% in Sunday attendance. They broke 1,000 for the first time in their 200-year church history. They had 25% growth in finances, and they launched their third campus this year, everybody. Come on, Modern Church. Praise God. Modern Church was a church plant in September. They meet at the movie theater at Exit One. Modern Church launched just five months ago, four months ago. And since launching, by the way, your giving helped them through legacy giving and missions giving. We helped buy their whole AVL, sound, lighting, all of that, and gifted it to them with no strings attached. They've had 17 people baptized, 15 baby dedications. 117 people have said yes to Jesus since their church started just in September. And in two weeks, they launched small groups for the first time. Salem Church. Come on, Say, let me keep going. Salem Church down on the south side. Man, that church has been through so much transition and change. They left the United Methodist Church for various reasons, and now they've gone independent. They got a new pastor two years ago, and since coming, they had stalled as well. They gotten stuck at around 150 people. This year alone, they had 198 people give their lives to Jesus, 80 baptisms, 209 first-time. They had more first-time guests than they were in attendance for the last five years. They have 173 people in small groups. Get this, 
56% of their church membership serve as volunteers at their church. That is a high number. I'm telling you, LifePoint, we need to follow their lead, 56%. I double dog dare you, let's go. Yeah, ha ha, nothing, let's do it. Mosaic Church, man, my boy Anthony Daly, we love Pastor Anthony and Mosaic. Listen, they've had growth in every area. They, they had to add a massive parking lot to their property because they've outgrown every bit of their property. They launched a third service at the beginning of 2023, and they're already having conversations and talks about adding a fourth service in their 1,200-seat auditorium. They actually served as ground zero for all of our tornado disaster relief services for the first week and a half of that whole disaster. Real Life Church in Sango, five-year-old church plant, they've got growth in every category as well, and they've broken ground this year and started on their brand new first ever church campus. And man, they're gonna be done with their new building by the end of this year. God is moving it real life, I love it. Second Mile Church down on Riverside with Cal Hampton. Man, I love Second Mile Church. He is the funniest guy ever. They've had growth in every category. They've given 25% of their income to missions and church planting and other areas. And they are, they've baptized like 60 people this year at Second Mile Church. I'm so proud of the churches in our city. I'm telling you, God is moving. As painful as our world seems to be out there, the church of Jesus Christ is still growing, is still moving. And how many of you remember what Jesus said? I will build my church and hell will not prevail against her. God is up to something great. First Assembly of God on, on 41A got a new pastor this year and they're already experiencing growth and health for the first time in over a decade. How many of you still believe the church is the hope of the world and the local church is still the hope of Clarksville? Let's go, let's celebrate. Come on, everybody. Sorry, I'm just a nerd about the church. I love you guys. I love what God is doing through his church. No other organization on the planet gets to do what we get to do. Nobody has the gospel. It, listen, in a, in a time of global unrest, people are finding peace and hope in the gospel. In national time of recession, churches are growing upwards of 25% per year. When our city had a growth boom and massive growing pains and you can't find a house because all of California's moved to the best city in America, <laughs> our churches are outgrowing our buildings. We're sitting 150 in a lobby campus. We're growing new campuses. I'm telling you, the church is the hope of the world. Amen. Now let's talk about our church. I love you guys. If you have a copy of your annual report, I wanna walk us through some highlights which is mostly every page. Now I want you to read the rest of it by fire, fireplace candlelight tonight and post your photos of you snuggled up in a couch, you know, with a blanket and your dog, not a cat, uh, and, and post photos of you just reading through the report slowly. This report's for you to take home. We have it online. If you have a, your phone, you can t uh, touch the little sticker on the seat back in front of you or you can scan this QR code if you want it digitally. If you want a hard copy, here we go. Let me just celebrate some of the things that God has done at LifePoint Church. First of all, 569 people followed Jesus in water baptism this year, which is a huge number for us. Over 125 of those were in the river, but we baptize the first Sunday of every month in our church, and we want you to be baptized as a follower of Christ. In 2023, we saw an average of 433 people per weekend serve on a dream team. That means 433 people show up every week to serve the rest of you 5,000 people. Let me just challenge all the rest of you dream teamers. Thank you so much. Can we thank our dream team for serving? Awesome. Now quit clapping for them and join them. You're welcome. I love you. 
Uh, 595 of you graduated our Next Steps class, which is the process of, of, of getting people assimilated into our church. That's over 225 more, 246 more than last year. So we thank God for that. Um, okay, small groups. Oh man, this is so exciting. We say Sunday's the biggest thing we do, but small groups are the best thing we do. This is where we do discipleship, pastoral care, fellowship. This is where we do counseling. Listen, if you wanna have a potluck, please don't look for us to do it after church on a Sunday in the lobby. We're gonna do it in somebody's living room while they cook and throw down. Come on, Super Bowl party's coming up, everybody. Great time to join a small group. I'm coming for the Super Bowl party. Who's got a team they've picked for Super Bowl? Anybody pulling for the Saints with me? like the only one? Okay, cool. 3,258 of our people are regularly attending small groups. That's the highest number we've ever reported. 413 small groups, which is 45 more than just last year. Pastor Willie has a bold, audacious goal, and I'm believing God with him for that goal. Our online campus is seeing growth 2768 per weekend on average that log in. And let me just tell every one of you that are joining us online, I am so honored to be your pastor. I love you. Thank you for joining us all around the world. We've got folks that have PCS or moved from here and stayed connected. But then we have folks that have never even been to Clarksville that just found us through a share or a like or a post on social media. Let me encourage every one of you at our church. Every weekend, you should share the live stream of our, social, of our, of our sermons. On, get on your Facebook or get on whatever social media platform and just share the stream of our services and share what you love about your church, share it with others. We had a lot of care appointments this year, which were shifting the way we do care as a church, but we had 1,805 people come for pastoral care, counseling, weddings, funerals, hospital visits, et cetera. Our pastors are shifting to do a lot more of that uh, than just a department, and we want a lot of those care calls and appointments to happen through our small groups because that's what they are designed for. We did 18 weddings. I have a feeling we got a lot more coming because of the sermon a couple weeks ago, uh, which means in November, we're gonna have a lot of babies around here, so praise God. <laughs> if you turn the page, you'll see our serve team. We do three serve days a year, and we had 901 of you show up to serve. I would love to see this break the thousands. I think two to 4,000 would be uh, ideal for us based on the size of our church. But we had 86 outreach projects and three different serve days. That does not include our tornado and disaster relief. I'm gonna show you that in just a minute. A record year of missions trips, 18 trips in 13 locations. We praise God. Man, we partner with 59 different missionaries, missions organizations, and partners, including 13 in the U.S. and 25 internationally. Uh, listen, we want every one of you to be a part of a missions trip. Why don't you think about or pray about taking your family instead of a vacation to Key West or wherever this summer, why don't you go on a missions trip with your family this year and, and we'll help you put it together and help you find a place to go. My goal as your pastor, I'm just gonna tell you, I would love to see LifePoint have an average of 52 missions trips a year. That's one per week. Of course, we'd stack them. Fall break, spring break would be a, a lot of trips going out in the year, but we would love to send you into the mission field to serve people with no strings attached so you can see where you can make a great impact in serving people around the world. Can I hear an amen, everybody? Talking about disaster relief, we had a massive EF3 tornado hit our city in December. LifePoint and Mosaic and Living Hope, we got to be some of the leading churches in the disaster relief process. But let me just tell you, uh, we had 2,200 homes hit. We had three fatalities on the day of the tornado. I mean, it was a tragic event and a, natural, a national disaster uh, as a result. But 
uh, we were able to, just our church, not including Mosaic and other churches doing their work, we were able to complete four, 94 different projects. And just so you know, the financial help that you guys gave, uh, many of you gave, and then we had partners, corporations give 10, 25,000, $50,000 gifts. And I made it an, a, a goal, my, my personal goal, I, I said that first week, I said, I said, I want us to raise or give out a million dollars in response to this disaster. So we, we worked a lot of angles to raise as much money as we could. And the cash that came in, uh, was $492,039. We helped uh, 434 different requests for help. We gave away two families' uh, vehicles. We had, this was amazing, just from LifePoint Church, 3,276 of you served. Individual people showed up, got on your gloves, and got out and served. By the way, these are the kind of numbers that we, should, we could see in our serve days every quarter, right? But 3,276 of you showed up to serve. We clocked the hours. We actually, because we measure what matters, right? How many hours did you serve? 21,547 hours. And listen, FEMA has this cool calculator where they, they will reimburse a city, a municipality, $20.13 per hour served. So we calculated it and said, how much do you owe Clarksville? Because this city's awesome and we will take our taxes back. Hallelujah. The value of our hours was $433,731 of volunteer hours. Praise God. Hey, remember what I said? I wanted to raise or give out a million bucks. So if you, if you add the cash we actually brought and the hours that we served, we're pretty close to giving out a million dollars just in that one disaster in about a month's time. Speaking of giving and generosity, here's the page that a lot of people nerd out about. Let me just kind of explain this as quickly as I can. The giving of our church we believe in tithing. We believe in giving offerings above and beyond the tithe, but the tithes and offerings of the church this year is the highest ever, 8,716,597. These three numbers are income numbers, so let me just explain them to you. Uh, the forward campaign, which you guys pledged about four and a half million so far of our forward campaign, and that's about 250 families have made those pledges. So I'm gonna invite all the rest of our church to participate in our forward campaign. You'll hear more about that in just a little bit. But of that four and a half million that's been pledged, 1.4 million has come in, which means all of that, everything we can pay cash for, we're paying cash for, we're trying not to borrow yet on our mortgage, because how many of you know we wanna build this debt-free or be out of debt as fast as possible at Tiny Town? Can I hear an amen, everybody? So income of the church, then our forward cash that's come in, and then our legacy and disaster relief. That legacy team are people who wanna give to missions and give to our partners, and then disaster relief is all the money that came in through the tornado and other disasters. Okay, both of these are designated dollar categories, which means you can't do anything except exactly how it's designated. This is general income of our church, and we tithe every time money comes in at this category, we always tithe 10%. You'll notice 8.7 million came in, Here's our budgeted tithe of 10%. I just wanna make sure all of you are, are seeing that we did what we said we were gonna do. We, are, we tithe off the general income of this church. But wait, there's more, okay. So if you add all these three numbers of the total income, we're right at 11,194,861. That is a record giving for this year. That's up almost $2 million over last year. That's never happened in the history of this church. Thank you for your generosity and for entrusting this church with your giving. We have a great finance team. We do everything ethically with multiple in integrity checks. Uh, no, no check can be paid without two sets of eyes on it. We have internal accountability software and audits. Like our, our financial picture is very healthy and smart and safe. And I just want you guys to know this is a great place and a safe place for you to give to and every dollar is accounted for. But as, as we break it down, I, we have major categories here. First of all, 10% of the income of the church always goes out to missions. We believe in tithing corporately and that's where you can see that reflected there as well. 
Our mission provides for up to 20% of the income of the church to do ministries like Kid Point, student ministry, worship team, all the donuts and coffee that you guys eat and drink. So like all the ministry of the church providing these books, everything we do for ministry is 20%. And our team was able to do ministry for an entire year at 13%. And I think our, our staff needs to hear a thank you for the good job they've done at coming in under 20%. Great job to our team. We do the operations of our church at about 52% this last year. That includes payroll, all the taxes that we actually do pay. People always accuse churches of y'all don't pay any taxes. That's just totally not true. We pay quite a bit in taxes, but all the operation income, like insurance, we insure all of our buildings, all of our properties. We have uh, all the operating costs is at 52% to run the church and to keep it going and keep payroll. And then we were able this year, praise God, to put aside of this number about 25% of the income. And, and our goal is to pay cash as we go with Tiny Town and other opportunities that God gives us for expansion and growth like Austin P Campus or if God would give us another location. Listen, we wanna do as much as we can with cash without borrowing, but we are in a very healthy position. You'll notice we grew our savings $2.1 million. Our expenses was at 6.5. And then if we come over to this side of the page, and I feel like I'm talking fast because I wanna get you out of here on time. But I can really talk about this for a long time because you guys are such a generous church. Uh, we were able to tithe 10% of the general fund of this church like we said we would. And then on top of that, this money came in and out of our church. We keep none of it. None of it goes into any pot. It's all designated, disaster relief, one day to feed the world, water project money, all of that, uh, 731. So I just want you to see the actual giving of your church was 1,604,405, which is actually 14.3% of the income of this church we gave away, not just 10%. So thank God we were able to give a tithe and another 4.5% offering above that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for your tithing and generosity. Keep it up, keep growing and giving. Man, what a pr privilege it is to do this together. Just walking through the rest of our book, and I know that you are gonna sit by the fire tonight and read this, and by the way, take a photo and tag it on Instagram for us, that'd be great. Uh, kid Point saw a record number, 1,611 first-time guest kids in our kids' ministry. Man, we thank God for that. 30, we are serving 30 children with special needs on average per weekend. Our special needs ministry has grown so much, we had to build them another classroom. How many of you know that's money well spent? We're glad to do it, and we paid cash for that, that uh, build as well. Our student ministry had its largest year ever. Pastor Jure and Jessica are doing a phenomenal job. We had three missions trips, largest attendance, 170 kids went to camp. This year we're actually splitting camp, junior high and senior high. I'd love for you to bring your students to that. Austin P saw four baby dedications, 14 baptisms. We got 50 people serving every week over there on the Dream Team, and they're making room for 500 of you to join them starting next Sunday. Can I hear an amen, everybody? And we celebrated our second year anniversary at Austin P, everybody. Our gathering young adults is averaging 120, 18 to 30 year olds, and we baptized 10 young adults there as well. Can we just take a moment and thank God for what he is doing, not only in our city, but in our church. Every single category in your church is growing and increasing in a day. When we have global economic crisis, recession hitting everybody, the church of Jesus Christ is moving forward and growing. Can somebody take 30 seconds and give God some praise, everybody? <laughs> praise the Lord.
Our staff is available at the Big Red Wall in the lobby at both locations if you have questions about our annual report. We do not have a churchwide business meeting. Part of it's because we're in multiple locations and we have members that don't even live in our city. So it would be impossible to have a physical business meeting plus the business of our church is handled, the voting decisions is handled by a board of trustees. But if you have any follow-up questions and you'd like clarity, you can email our new CFO, Tim Hager. It's timh at lifepointchurch.tv, or we can answer questions for you in the lobby after service. I'm even more excited to get the I Love My Church sticker after that report, everybody. I am. Hey, let's take a moment before we close in three minutes, and let's just look to the future. And I'm so excited about what the Lord has done, but I'm very excited about what the Lord is doing. How many of you know what he's done is already done? You can't go back and repeat it. We can't live in the past here, guys. We gotta keep a vision ahead of us. In fact, Proverbs 19, 29 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. That's old school KJV, everybody. Y'all hear what I'm saying? The New Living Version says it like this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. I wanna give us some divine guidance today, some things I believe God's put on our heart for our church as we move forward. And the God who never changes is always doing new stuff. Don't worry, we're not gonna wreck the system. We're gonna see growth in every category. The ESV says where there's no prophetic vision, the people lose restraint. They just don't have focus. They're not goal-oriented. And I wanna set some goals before you. We wanna believe God. Pastor Choco called me earlier this year and he said, Pastor Mike, I believe God has a word for your church and it's that there would be more in 24. At first when he said, I was like, man, that's catchy and cute. I don't know that I'm gonna go saying that publicly. But the more I've marinated on it and thought about it, I do believe God wants to see more people saved, more people baptized, more people living in integrity, more dollars given to the mission of God, more campuses and more services. Can I hear an amen, everybody? So Habakkuk says, write down your vision, make it plain so the person running by it can read it and take it with them. So here's what I want us to see as we look forward to the new year. And these are audacious goals. They're numbers that we've never posted before, but I'm praying about this and I'm inviting you to join me to pray for this as well. I would love for us to baptize 750 people in the year 2024. That would be our biggest year of baptisms ever. That would mean over 1,000 people gave their lives to Jesus or got rededicated by the statistics. And, and let me just tell you something. If you've not been baptized as a follower of Jesus, the first Sunday of every month is Baptism Sunday. We'd love for 750 people to be baptized this year. That means new Christians coming into our church. We're praying for six 600 small groups in 2024. This last year, we ended just under 500. We're gonna skip past 500. And Pastor Willie said it boldly. He said, we believe in God for 600 small groups because how many of you know small groups are the best thing we do here? Amen, everybody. This year, we'd love to jump to 650 or more who graduate through our Next Steps class. This means every one of you that have been sitting and not going through our class, it's time for you to get off the sidelines. And we're also believing that everyone who comes new to our church, that they'll catch the vision and they'll go through our Next Steps class and get acclimated into the dream team and serving on teams. We'd love to see our dream team, I didn't write this down, we'd love to see our dream team over 1,000 people per weekend. I'd love to see our team so full that we're like, man, we got too many people giving out coffee. We'll give out double coffee. Cups, you know what I'm saying? Just give them two cups of coffee, amen. It's better amens for the preacher anyway. We would love to see Austin P grow to 500 plus on their campus every weekend and go to two services. We got thousands of students on that campus that need a living witness of Jesus Christ and we wanna be that for them. Now this is bold and I'm just gonna say it to your face, everybody. This last year, we saved about $4 million four and a half or $5 million towards our building campaign. And that's money that we've said, hey, we've saved this over the last couple of years knowing we wanted to pay uh, as we go on the building. And then you guys by pledges gave about another four and a half million dollars. So all in, you guys have pledged or we've saved 
uh, eight million of the $18 million plan. My prayer is that we would raise another $10 million this year in pledges and cash set aside for our new tiny town campus. Can somebody say, let, let it be in Jesus' name? Come on, somebody. If you've not joined our forward campaign, it is time for you to get on with our forward campaign. We are praying also that our online campus would grow to over 5,000 people every weekend. We believe the world needs Jesus and we are broadcasting to places and we wanna see our online campus grow every week. And you can be a part of helping that. Share the feed every weekend on YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever and help us grow that online campus. And then we're believing God to be opportunistic for various multi-site growth opportunities. We currently partner with a church downtown for our gathering of young adults. And we're asking God to give us locations, give us campuses, give us buildings of churches that have maybe declined and need to be revitalized or relaunched. How many of you know God still wants to reach the world through the church? Can I hear an amen, everybody? So I wanna ask if you would commit to praying for these things with me. Would you spend some time this year fasting or praying and just believing God? Lord, through your church in Clarksville, through your church at LifePoint, God, would you grow us to 750 baptisms this year? Put some numbers. We measure what matters. We're gonna put some goals before God and goals before the church. And let's pray over these things. And how many of you would love it next year if we got to celebrate and say, we prayed for 750 baptisms and 924 people got baptized. Wouldn't that be amazing, everybody? Come on, let's pray and believe God for a great year, the biggest year ever, and it's not for the, so that we can brag about anything. It's so that the name of Jesus would be lifted up and more people would be impacted to the glory of God forever. Can I hear an amen, everybody? Come on, let's pray together. Father, we love you. We celebrate what the Lord has done in his church this year. God, we are so privileged to be a part of the kingdom of God, of the body of Christ, of the church of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us to follow you. You've called us to walk with Jesus. You've called us, Lord God, to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we are praying for more in 2024, more of the vision, more people saved and brought close to Jesus Christ, more baptisms, more children dedicated to the Lord, more families getting their house oriented around Jesus Christ, more missions trips, more of what you would have us do as the kingdom of God on earth in Jesus' name. God, we're not doing it to just work hard. We're not doing it to impress anybody doing it because, Lord, we believe this is what you have for us. And we thank you for what you're doing in every church in this city. Galatians 6 says, God, do not, it tells us to not grow weary in doing good. For in the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't quit. God, thank you for this opportunity we have to serve you, to give generously, to be a part of your church. And Lord, it is so refreshing that we get to be a part of it in Jesus' name. Church, would you pray this with me? Say, God, I believe in you. Say, I believe in your church. Say, Lord, I love Jesus, and I'm thankful for your salvation. I give my whole life completely to you. Say it. Say, God, I'm all in. I'm all in with your church. I'm all in with the mission of God. I'm all in with your vision. To God be the glory to reach this city for Jesus. Say, Lord, use me. Spend me at your pleasure. I'm all yours in Jesus' name. Come on, amen, everybody. We're so happy that you joined us today. We hope that you've been inspired and challenged by today's message. If you'd like to grow in your walk with Jesus, stay connected or partner with us through generosity, be sure to visit our website at lifepointchurch.tv. We hope that you have a blessed week and we'll see you next Sunday.